Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. GQ, Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. Hey, listen, if that intruder happens to be somebody that um, uh, knows more about computer things than I do, please let him in. Send him in. Immediately. Hi, good evening, and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon. I am your host and your course director, Madam Perry, and that beep is because I'm having some technical problems and having to call in myself. So I'll try to keep my um, head from hitting the phone. Uh, anyway, thank you for being here, and once again, thank you to everyone who supports. Like I said, I'm always surprised when I check my stats, and so many people are listening. Um, and subscribing to Madame Perry's Salon and sharing the show with others, you you make it possible for me to continue to bring great guests, like my guests tonight, like my guests every week. And I appreciate you so much for it. And you know, you can subscribe on uh, if you haven't yet. If you're on Blog Talk Radio right now, live a little bit after seven on uh, Monday, was it June eighteenth? then you can hit that hot pink button that says follow and subscribe to Blog Talk Radio or through Apple iTunes or Stitcher or Blueberry or Podcast FM or wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you choose to. Um, And that way, you're always there. Remember that the downloads are free still on the episodes and that. That's a pretty cool thing. So tonight, um, tonight's guest is a very impressive woman. I've heard about her. I've known of who she is for many years uh, before actually meeting her or sort of meeting her, not in person yet, not IRL, is to say. Uh, She's a poet, dancer, choreographer, a political activist, urban farmer, and I'm told she's also a former steel worker. I know you're thinking flash dance. Um, And yet they all describe Louise Morgan Runyon, and she's the artistic director of the Louise Runyon Performance Company, and has just published her third book of poetry, and you know, if you know me, you know I love this title. It is The Passion of Older Women. Louise, welcome to Mary Salon. Thanks, Jennifer. Glad to be here. I am too, and i got to apologize uh, for you having to be on hold. I saw you coming in, but I was having trouble connecting into Skype. I am so sorry. All right. After I assured you all, I assured you last week all the technical stuff, don't worry about it, it'll be fine. Then I get on and have every problem in the world. But the good thing is I'm here and you're here and everyone's out there listening, uh, like my friend uh, Dana and Mimi in uh, North Carolina, our friend Colin, and Atlanta's listening, and uh, lots of other folks. And so I just want to get right to it. 
Uh, okay. This is your third book of poetry. I love Actually, the fourth. Passion of oh, four. Fourth book, yes. All right. Well, now I'm even more impressed. <laughs> uh, you have great blurbs on the back from people like Cecilia Wallach, uh, Rupert Fike, um, at the AJC, Atlanta Journal Constitution, and uh, who are fantastic people. So tell us, I want to see where we get started with you. Um, for people, so many people do know you, but for people who haven't met you yet and are just learning about you on here, uh, because I do have most of my listeners are in the U.S., the U.K., uh, Japan, uh, with, uh, Japan, uh, the Netherlands, and believe it or not, my fifth um, greatest audience is Kazakhstan. So for people hmm. in all these countries who may not know who you are yet, uh, you were born in the mountains of North Carolina, am I right? No, actually I was born in the mountains of New York City in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Um, my family... <laughs> My family is from the mountains of North Carolina, and I spent every summer growing up there. So it's really my ancestral home. But during the school year, I lived in New York as a child. Ah, okay. And uh, because I get a sense of of an affection for the mountains in your poetry. Great. A great affection. People, yeah. Yeah. Um, So then what brought you to – when did you become – uh, a dancer, a choreographer, and also a poet and political activist. What came first? Give us the give us the quick um, house tour of where you came, where you started. Well, I wrote poetry in high school. I danced in college. I was involved in politics for ten years after college, and then I and then I poetry was what hit me first uh, in the arts. Poetry and dance, really, kind of simultaneously. Um, And I did poetry for a few years in the early 80s, and then my writing moved into text for dance theater pieces. Um, And so it's been mostly dance, except for the last 10 years. It's been a lot more, a lot of poetry, and now it's exclusively poetry. And as as I understand... um, you're also a practitioner, I guess, a teacher of the, um, help me say this correctly, the Feldenkrais Method? Feldenkrais Method, that's correct. Yes. All right, and tell us, I see, I've seen a description of it, I've read it, but could you explain a bit more what that is? The Feldenkrais Method is a movement-based mind-body discipline. Uh, it's used to help people improve their movement, to gain awareness of themselves through movement, um, it has application for people with severe neurological situations, uh, anybody wanting to improve uh, function, performance. Um, use it, a lot of musicians utilize it. Um, and um, I've worked with all kinds of people over the last 20 years. It's been a, a really wonderful profession. It's a wonderful discipline. Is there uh, is this something that anyone at any age can do? Any age. It's all about the brain. It's not exercise. <laughs> it's it's about 
um, learning ourselves, learning very much our habits, our habitual patterns of movement, and what alternatives we may find to those. Um, our movement really is, is who we are, and it's all written in the brain, um, but it doesn't have to be stuck in, in certain long-standing habits, um, and people at any age can learn. Uh, babies are our great teachers, but um, people at any age have the capacity to manufacture new brain cells and new pathways mm, I of, like the part. of now, movement. Go ahead. Like what you said, it's written in our brains. Our, our movement is written in our brains. Yeah. Um, it's not written in our muscles. Our muscles are just the worker bees. Uh, the the brain is what is directing the muscles to move. Because I get concerned about, and, and I know I'm not trying to judge other people, but I know growing up, um, a lot of people who were the age that I am now would seem to be just have such limited movement and such discomfort. And I understand, too, especially with my older relatives, many of them worked uh, by day in a cotton mill and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe had jobs that, you know, like some kind of repetitive. We didn't call it carpal tunnel then, but I'm sure they had something like that, if not carpal tunnel syndrome and different things. But I remember thinking, I don't want to. I want to take care of me. I don't want to. Get to this age and be limited in what I can do, what I can't do. I don't want to. It hurt me to see older people hurt and have trouble walking. Mhm. Well, some things are inevitable, but not everything. <laughs> yeah. And and we're all always capable of um, experiencing and embracing new alternatives of movement. They may be small, but they're something different and they can be more comfortable and more functional. Would you, um, then let's address, since we've got an introduction of you now uh, for us people, the, the, the newest book, The Passion of Older Women, and again, I love the title, um, it's in three, it's really written, or the poetry is placed in three different sections uh, mm-hmm. called The Mountains, uh, Decatur, Atlanta, the Garden, and the Passion of Older Women. Um, could you start? Just tell us where, how you um, created the three different sections and what they they represent. Well, I guess I'd have to say that one of my passions is the garden, <laughs> and another passion <laughs> is is um, the mountains. Um, I started the poems that are in the book. I started writing when I was about to turn 65. And I really, in part, I looked to my older women relatives for inspiration. Um, So there's quite a bit in the mountain section about members of my family who have been before, who have kind of pointed the way. and and I'm about to move. In, in a year's time, I'm moving to the mountains of North Carolina. So Decatur, Atlanta, the garden is kind of where I've been, and the mountains is kind of where I'm going and about those who've gone before. And the passion of older women is um, 
how are we going to live the last third of our lives? Because mm-hmm. that's that's what it really is. And are we going to just fade into oblivion? Um, are we going to be respected? Are we going to be ignored? They're all very big questions for women of my generation. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm there with you, sister. I really am. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what... Uh, Seems that the first part, as I said, is just uh, it really shows a lot of affection for the mountains and the people. And you also mentioned the Penland School, which I know about, um, but I've never been to. Yeah, Penland School is a very important place. Yes, to many people. Uh, It was started in 1929 by my great aunt Lucy to Lucy Morgan Uh to preserve the traditional art of hand weaving. and also to give women of the mountains a means of livelihood during the Depression. Um, And it's emerged into a very prestigious um, school of international renown of of fine craft, art and fine craft. Um, But that's where I spent my childhood summers, and so that was deeply influential to me. That's magnificent. And people come from, from great distance, to go oh, to yes. Finland School. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, and then the middle section, and of course I know you know you you, you promise you're going to read to me tonight or read to us tonight. Uh huh. Um, but, and I don't know what if you what, what you plan to read or what you want to read because I was going to ask you for one and then the more I kept thinking oh but I really like this and then uh, this afternoon I was even reading things out loud. Uh, and and my dogs liked it, and uh, <laughs> and and when I say that I'm not just I'm not that's, that's 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 I'm not feeding them at the same time, so I'm not giving them snacks at the same time, and then they're actually paying attention. So that meant something to me. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Otherwise, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just bring out some treats, lady. Um, but a couple of my favorites. Oh, black lace up old lady shoes. I love 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 that one. Um. I love, um, and I know those shoes, and I love them because my grandmother and my great aunts and my great all had those, and I wish I could find some today. Um, see, another one of my favorites, uh, Passion of Older Women Outcry, um, and 11916 post-election. Uh, that one I've gone over and over and over. Mm. And... And then there's always, oh, I'm sorry, just flip the page. Then there's also a section towards a new language, the Italian connection. And you're learning Italian. Yes, I've been studying Italian for three and a half years and um, got inspired to write in Italian, to write poetry in Italian. Uh, It was a wonderful experience, uh, translating back into English and then back into Italian and back into English and back into Italian, getting clear about what I was trying trying to say and how I was trying to say it and how to say it correctly in Italian, which is I owe great thanks to my Italian teacher for. <laughs> and so, and if you're listening, you're curious. Yes, they really are. There are po- there are poems in here written in Italian, and uh, that's beautiful. So, if you were to read something to us, well, why don't I start uh, out with? Would you? 
black lace up old lady shoes. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Miss Ruddy, Miss Angie Ruddy, my elementary school principal, ancient and tall at 55, 58, tight brown curls stern in her black lace up old lady shoes, like my grandmother's, with thick chunky heels and solid round toes which my great-aunt Evelyn also wore, striding around, that grand figure, sailing, sprightly, tall. Those shoes synonymous with 60, no longer to be found. Too bad. At 65, I wear Nikes with bubblegum pink soles, bubblegum pink trim, and mint green Nike logo streak. I wear red REI sandals, comfy but hip, dashing, downright sassy. 65 is my whole world right now. Round as the moon, the sun. Still, I am a hipster. I read and relish the book of a 41-year-old pilot, pilot about flying. And yet, I hold those old lady shoes in my heart. Their thick, chunky heels, their solid, round toes, as solid as the roundness of my heart, as round as the big, fat, red blood moon. Uh, I like that. Uh so much it, it it just takes me so many dimensions so many things that those shoes really represented to me um and the shoes we wear now at this age um that's beautiful um if i could read here rupert fike um who is a dear man yeah as well as a, a poet author um his blurb on the back of your on the back of the passion of older women is says it is the natural world and women's part in it that propel Louise Runyon's The Passion of Older Women along journeys, meditations, stories, and truths common to us all. We walk with Runyon down in Oasis Isle at Kroger. We ponder with her the eternal male female divide. We look over her shoulder as she writes a letter to Jumpa Lahiri in Italian. And our present is Frances, in her beloved mountains, weaves her own shroud. And as the poet observes in this remarkable collection, there is at times a shift and ascension. And I just think, you know, Rupert. Thank you, Rupert. <laughs> yes, thank you, Rupert. That's, uh, yeah, I think that, that really takes me because I remember reading that first and thinking uh, uh, that's that's very soulful. Mhm. And uh very sweet it seems that sometimes you know, there are sometimes where people talk about being woke now and I think that there are some men who are woke to women's feelings and issues and I definitely think Rupert Fike is one. Yes. Um, and yes. if you're listening live now and you want to talk to Louise, you want to call in, the number is 646-716-9922. 646-716-9922. And Block Talk Radio assures me that it is a toll-free number in the continental U.S. Um, another one of my favorites, The Passion of Older Women Outcrying. I've don't know how many times I've read this one, but it's uh, 
And it's a thing I'm going through, too. You know, as I, I got my college degree much later than everyone else. I think I was in school, I was the same age or older than all the other students' parents. Uh-huh. And finding, you know, going for job interviews and stuff was a real eye-opener about age and ageism uh-huh. to me. Mm-hmm. And even in my blog, uh, Memoirs of a Misanthrope, I have several essays in there about job hunting and going to job interviews. <laughs> and, you know, and then uh, and, and even one where the girl looked at me and said, well, and this was um, this was about 11 years ago. The girl said, who was the HR corporate uh, HR person, said to me, well, you look like you still get around pretty good for your age. <laughs> <laughs> what a compliment. Yeah, what do I do at that point? Do I say, well, great, you know, but I left, by the way, I left my oxygen tank out in the hall. I hope nobody bothered it. I said, or should I just take her and give her a spanking and send her back out, you know? <laughs> just let me take over this job. Right. So, uh, yeah, and it just gets on and on, just like the situations in here with women who become single um, or friends whose husbands leave for uh, a younger woman, leave them for a younger woman. You just kind of feel like, come on, you know, where does this end? And I know that it was over and over with job interviews from me, and I just thought, I can't imagine, you know, being single again and trying to find someone that would be worth talking to. Well, and there's been so much um, publicity about aging actresses, uh, women who can't get decent roles. And, you know, I think some of my thinking when I wrote this poem was it's not just in the movies, you know. It's in in a personal life as well, and it's a touchy subject. It's a very touchy subject. Um, I mean, you don't want to offend... Older men who are with younger women, particularly you don't want to offend younger women who are with older men. You don't want to offend gay men. You don't want to offend gay women. I mean, it's really, it's really tricky. And yet, as one reader said to me, it's a poem that needed to be written. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it. And yeah, yeah. And you did it well, <laughs> my sister. Uh, very well. Yeah, because well, last night I saw um, an old movie on TV, not that old. I think it's from the 80s, called Punchline. And in it, Sally Field is a married woman with children, and she's wanting to be a stand-up comic. Also, Tom Hanks is a you know aspiring stand-up comic, and then they have a little. He has a little romantic interest in her, but then. It wasn't that long until uh, Forrest Gump, where she goes from being a love interest to being his mother. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) You want me to read it? (laughs) Oh, yes, please. Okay. This is a title poem, The Passion of Older Women, Outcry. 50, 55, 60, 65, the clocks tick. 55, 60, 65, 70, the count goes on. The golden years when we know who we are and what we finally want but cannot have. My friend's brother leaves his wife for a younger woman. My other friend's brother does the same. Their brothers both have new children. Another friend's ex-husband does the same. Yet another friend's husband leaves her for a younger woman. 
a young woman friend marries an older man. My cousin did the same. Another cousin married a younger woman. The list goes on. And these are just my cousins and friends. I only have so many cousins and friends. A veteran musician in his 70s goes down a notch for me in stature when I learn that he now ends his show with a dance performance by his daughter, all of five years old, and her mother, all of 40. And, of course, the kid steals the show, and who could argue with that? The man on the plane, 65 like me and attractive, is taken, not with a wife my age, but with the mother of his two-year-old twins. Exciting, I am supposed to exclaim, and sympathize at how hard it must be to be the father of two-year-olds at 65. And we all know that it's love, it's individual, it just happened, it's mutual, you can't argue with it. You can't and you don't, you accept the people you know and the people you meet, but rare are the stories in reverse. Is it me? Is it us? Of course it is, it's us. Of course it isn't, it isn't us. 60s, 65, 70s, 75, who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? From Donald Trump to the boy next door, it's not just Jack Nicholson at 65 with Diane Keaton's daughter at 25 in Something's Gotta Give, and yes, something does. The question of a match, of match.com, if I live with the vitality and passion of my mother until 101 or so like her, who will I find to match me? I need some kind of Superman because I'm a super kind of woman, like many I know who languish, so commonplace we don't bat an eye. We say it but don't see it, we know it but don't think it, while an older woman with a younger man sharply raises eyebrows. Do you think that after Jane, Ted Turner moved on to an older woman? I'm good, says my cousin Andrew. I was with a 50-year-old woman when I was 20. I get points. No, sorry, you don't get points. You don't get it. Who wants to be superwoman anyway? Not me. I was raised by one, searched for her vulnerabilities my whole life. But yes, I've spent my whole life trying to be one and trying not to be one. And yes, a superwoman in need of a superman. I have my faults, of course. For instance, I have reserve. And yes, I am reserved for someone special like me, someone my age, my strength, my match. We mustn't talk about it, cannot dwell, we don't. We must live our lives with acceptance, we do. And yet, my life's so full, so rich, but I believe... We are meant for an intimate other. The old expression of Chinese women eat bitterness, a flavor not well known or recognized in the West. We think we can have what we want here, but don't get it, hardly ever. And the part of the problem that's me, I work hard on that, through the mind, through the body, through the mind-body, as do many women, the self-help modalities populated primarily by women my age and sex. Don't get me started. Sex. Contrary to popular myth, most men my age are not out to get this. They are not much interested in sex, do their best to avoid it. Out of sexual difficulty and out of fear, they don't want anyone to get their hooks in, fear the commitment it could entail, and plus, simply are not very charged, though I believe they could be if mind and body were in sync. And the demographics? Fewer men to start with, war, prison, and addiction strike men in larger numbers, They don't live as long, don't take care of themselves, tend not to pursue the mind-body connection, just do the math. The question of silence, shame, stigma, surprise. A 54-year-old man I know whose girlfriend is 28 asks, what? 
Women your age want relationship? Oh, right, companionship. Do you want, need companionship? He doesn't mention taking out the garbage. He doesn't mention sex or intimacy or having a witness to one's life or the personal growth that comes from sharing lives. It's too thorny a subject, embarrassing, easier to ignore, pretend does not exist, and what is the solution? My blonde friend, tall and lovely at 55, asks, Is it me? We are not invited to the dinner parties of couples. We are not introduced to men our own age. We are judged for who we date, if we date. And what is so great about men anyway? No sex, no self-improvement. Many women chuck them all together. But I'm a humanist, not a feminist. I have an unfulfilled desire, a need. I claim men. I'm not ready for a life without, to which many are consigned, resigned, or prefer. And I know that underneath the trappings of contemporary manhood, the motorcycles, the footballs, the gruffness, exists a spark of shared humanity. Older women smoldering coals in need of oxygen to unite, ignite into fire so bright. Is it me? Is it us? Is it because some of us are bitter, bitter but retain hope? And does this make us foolish? Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I mean, that, I think this says everything so many, so many of us think, you know. And how long did it take you to write this poem? Not long. <laughs> <laughs> it had been building. Inside. I wrote it. I'm I, not a po- Oh, I just gonna say, I wrote I'm it down one poem. night. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh huh. I was just going to say before you, I'm not a poet, although I have a lot of friends that are poets, and I hear them talk about working on a poem, poetry workshop, and, and how long it takes. And so it just amazes me because once I see the finished product, it's like, it's, it's beautiful. So that's why I ask, how long, how did you, did you work on it? Well, some, some take a lot of work, and they can be short poems. And this, this, all I really did was reorder. I changed a few minimal things after the first time I wrote it down, but... Some come out cut in whole, cut out of whole cloth, and this was pretty much one. What kind of remarks or or reactions do you get from this poem or other poems in here from friends and from readers? I know you've already done uh, reading events at different venues. So, what kind of response or comments or questions do you get? Well, I think people relate very strongly to the title, The Passion of Older Women. Um, it's a really big subject uh, for women in particular of, of my age uh, or close. Um, that poem in particular has gotten a really wonderful response. People don't say that much in particular. They don't talk about it that much, and I think in part, is a subject that isn't really talked about a lot openly. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I see people's faces when I read it, I have the feeling that people are really pleased, really thrilled to hear the subject addressed, and a little surprised that I go on to say everything that I do. Um, So I I really do feel like it's a topic that... um, needed to have voice given to it. 
Mm. Yeah, and uh, I like the section where um, it's not just Jack Nicholson at 65 with Diane Keaton's daughter at 25 and something's got to give. And so I'm trying to think about what's, where's the reverse? Where are movies with the reverse? I mean, do all, all we get is what, Harold and Maude? <laughs> where is ours? Okay. Right. It's just really not really there. And interestingly, yeah, when I when I researched the subject of of when I looked for writing about older women, two things came up on the internet. One was religious books. It was like certain Ooh. religious forces. Um, publishers of religious books said, okay, this is our target audience. So they gobbled up whatever things you have to gobble up to get listed first if you, if you Google books and older, about older women, religious forces. Mm-hmm. And the other one was smut, you know, older <laughs> women with younger men and just garbage, you know. So there's very little... Very little that I found that is really speaking to the issues in a in a real way. Yeah, so th- something more realistic that we could believe. Yeah, yeah. I don't want mommy smut, and I don't want you know junk. I love to read, and I want something that reaches me. Um, it's like I think it. Reading through this, it makes me think of some. I told some people once. I said, you know, if if I were single again, at this point, I don't know, I don't know, because I've how I would find someone or be with someone. Because first of all, at my age, um, pretty much what I've got are people who, um, okay, I don't want the skullet. You know what the skullet is? Uh, no, that's like the. Okay, it's the mullet, but it's long gray hair, but bald on top, and a, and a ponytail. So it's called a skullet, not a mullet, because you see skull. Um, I don't want somebody who's got a bunch. If, if I just want to casually date, I know there's going to be a bunch of kids and grandkids that are going to see me as a possible threat to their inheritance, like Lucille Ball in, in uh, Yours, Mine, and Ours. <laughs> so I said, you know, and I don't want I don't want it to be anyone thinking that I'm going to be trying to be the new step mommy and, and take all the dough. So, um, so there are a lot of issues. You know, how how it? Yeah, and um, so I said I told a friend I said, well, you know, I heard once when um, Charlie Sheen there was some big news about him paying prostitutes, like the high fly thing. Somebody goes. Why would a celebrity have to pay a prostitute? He said, I don't pay him for sex. I pay him to go home when it's over. And I said, that's exactly what I would do. I would pay them to go home. <laughs> so, so that way I just get what, you know, just have a wonderful time, and then I don't have to worry about meeting their parents and passing muster if they're still alive or um, uh, them thinking that I'm going to do their laundry or anything. None of that. Because um, at, at this age, if I were dating, I wouldn't want to have to go through that. But it's very interesting. I know I've, I know I've gone off a wild path. But, but you, you know, your your work has sparked these different ideas in me. You know. Uh huh. So well, I hope I hope I don't, it, will, it will spark a lot of conversation and 
thinking. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure aware. I'm sure it has already. Yes. Yeah. Um, if I could, I would like to read. Um, and listen, if you're, um, I'm also going to be sharing your website on all of my social media because if you would like to get, you can get. Louise Runyon's books from different bookstores, but you can also order them from her website. And uh, would you give your website address? It's Louise Runyon Performance dot com, L O U I S E R U N Y O N Performance dot com. Okay, and so um, like I said, I'll be sharing this on on uh, Facebook and Instagram and so forth, so people can just order from the website if they wish. And by the way, your picture on the cover of this book is absolutely gorgeous. Thank I just you. find it just very, very stunning. It's it's very dig- dignified and classy, and yet very sensuous and sexy at the same time. Thank you, thank you. Um, it's an old dance right, photo. Welcome. <laughs> it's from a, it's from a piece of choreography that I that I did. You know, I found some other photos that I guess from that work from that shoot, uh-huh. and I put them on the um, slideshow here for uh, for this. Um, I've got just a little bit of time left, just a few minutes. I just want to say thank you again so much. But there's, if you don't mind, there's just one more poem if you don't mind, but I'd like for you uh-huh. to read. Um, okay. 11916. Okay. Po- post-election. Let me just find it. I'm going to put the phone down a second. Okay, it's page 50. I'll keep talking. And again, that's Louise uh, LouiseRunyonPerformance.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-R-U-N-Y-O-N, performance.com. You can go and... Uh, Louise Runyon is quite a fascinating woman. So go to her website. I think you'll be delighted. It'll be like entering a, a secret garden almost, but it's not a secret. Um, okay. I have it. Right. This was written the day after the election. 11 post-election. In this dark hour, on this dark day, I wake up. To a gray sky, a dream world, a nightmare... 72 short days left at the bottom of the year, and then a racist and a rapist takes the White House. My friend's husband, my friend's mother and son-in-law, my other friend's sister and sister's husband, likely all put him there. Enough people did, anyway. Those who thought that this billionaire represents the poor, that walls and red buttons will save us, that reactivity is the answer, to react, to lash out, not to think, to rant, to yell, not to take the time, to feel, to weigh, to understand. We must learn another way before it is too late, before the world hits bottom. How to heal, how to survive, how to keep the world alive. Oops, missed a page. Where to start, not to forget love, not to forget that we are so great and our enemy is so small. To reach out to each other with generous arms, to grow good food and eat it, to welcome refugees into our homes, refugees as we all are from something, and most all of our parents or grandparents or further up the line came here from somewhere, and the slaves came here from somewhere, not because they wanted to, 
and the so-called Indians were not welcome in their own land, refugees, who have only who are only here, who have only left their beloved countries because of the greedy, squeezing hand of the tiny few. How to heal, how to survive, how to keep the world alive. Hmm. That is so, so powerful and so much truth in there. And uh, And that was before we knew how bad it was going to be. How really bad it was going to be. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Every day. You know, there are times when, oh, yeah, and especially the section, if if you don't mind me reading it again, because I just think this is just uh, so, so, such an all-encompassing truth. Uh, refugees, as we all are from something, and most all of our parents or grandparents or further up the line came here from somewhere. And the slaves came here from somewhere, not because they wanted to. And so-called Indians were not welcome in their own land. Uh, just, just so much to say in there. Yeah, you're right. Before we knew, I mean, we had a feeling. I mean, some of us did. Some of oh, us yes. didn't. Oh, yes. Um, uh, I think uh, some are some are still rather. Um, Still on that ride, and some are starting to to get a glimpse of uh, what's what's going on. And um, as I think I told our mutual friend and poet Colin Kelly, I said sometimes um, at night when I'm reading my news feed on my iPad, before I go, I'll think, do I really want to read this tonight? And I don't want to have some because because it changes, you know, it changes hourly. Uh, what can yeah. happen? You know, we're doing this, we're doing that. Um, or somebody called, as Stephen Colbert says, you know, the, the toddler in chief changes his mind, and when, um, and then I say, you know, then there are times when I go, you know, why not? Why don't I just go ahead? Because if I check the news now, and it's, I just have, if I woke up during the night, it's three a.m., and I check the news, and, and North Korea, you know, forty-five is goaded uh, North Korea into sending missiles over, then I might as well just go ahead and get up and get that tub of chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream out of the freezer and just eat to my heart's content because, you know, like like the um, oh, the Tom Lehrer music, we all go together when we go, calories won't matter where I'm going, I'll just go ahead and shovel, you know, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream in. But uh, that's just me, Louise. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah. Very powerful. So, again, this has been Madam Perry Salon with very special guest, poet, choreographer, political activist, Louise Morgan Runyon. Her website, louiserunyonperformance.com. I'll be sharing that on social media. Her newest book, The Passion of Older Women. And believe me, we are passionate. Yes. Thank you so very much. And you can and. Can I mention that I have a reading coming up uh, yes, next Monday please, night, yes. June 25th at Decatur, downtown Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Georgia, 7.15 p.m. I'll be reading with two other poets and um, would love to see you there. Okay, so that's if you're in anywhere around Atlanta, Georgia, Decatur, Georgia. Okay, June 25th, that's just next Monday. A week at from the, tonight. Uh, Deca- is that- 
they be the cab uh, is that the cab center for the book in the library? Yes, Decatur downtown Decatur yes. Public Library, Georgia Center for the book yes. and poetry Atlanta. It is a wonderful, wonderful place to go um, and just enjoy uh, listening to people. So check that out, and also on her website, I'm sure she'll be taking uh, she'll be listing other places where you can hear her read as well. Louise, um, any other last words? I think we should just say goodbye. We love everybody. Just keep on charging ahead. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. My first podcast. Thank you, dear. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.